You are listening to the Choose Your Struggle Podcast, a member of the Shameless Podcast Network. A quick shout out to my Patreon supporters. I am so grateful for your support and your love. Y'all have been with me since almost the beginning, and so much of this podcast could not be done without you. Almost to a person, they've all told me that they didn't join for the perks, although there are some pretty fantastic perks, but they've all joined just to support the show, and it really means so much to me. Now, if you join, you are going to get some stuff in return. You'll get sneak peeks, extra content, and the chance to interact with me on a second level. It's really a great way to show support if you love this show. So go ahead and check it out today. Go to patreon.com slash choose your struggle. The lowest tier is only $3.40 a month. And there's multiple tiers after that. There's something for everybody. So truly, I truly mean this. Thank you to all of my Patreon supporters. And if you've been waiting to sign up, well, now's a great time. So head on over to Patreon and show a little bit of love. Choose your struggle. Spread love. Choose your struggle. Hello and welcome to a pretty awesome Monday Motivation episode of the Choose Your Struggle podcast. What you are hearing today is a conversation with Imran Ahmed, the captain, as as we call him, the founder of Great Pods. The captain is he's he's a great dude, and 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 he's doing something really cool uh, with this website. It is a beautiful site, Great Pods. If you haven't checked it out yet, please do. There's a bunch of links in the show notes. He shouted out a couple times. Uh, also in the show notes is the critic review of of this show, which I did not know I had until Imran told me about it. Uh, which is cool. I mean, this this site is doing some pretty incredible things in the podcast industry, and we need it. I, we we need someone to do this kind of work, and so I, I am so appreciative of him and his friendship and his help of this show. Uh, a couple things about this conversation. Number one, uh, remember a couple of weeks ago when I realized I had forgotten to change my audio settings? Well, this was recorded in that period. Uh, so again, I sound just god awful. Uh, I fixed that by turning myself down. So if you struggle to hear me a little bit, that's why, as always, it's only affecting me, not not the guest. So Imran sounds perfectly great. Um, I just sound terrible. And that was a stupid mistake uh, that I'm, I am obviously never going to make again, or at least I hope not. Also, a special bonus uh, to to promote Great Pods and, and help out this show. Anyone who leaves a review on Great Pods of this show, of, of, of the Choose Your Struggle podcast, if you go and leave a review on Great Pods, you're going to get an option of, of one of two things. If you have not got a tank top yet, you are going to get a tank top at 25% off. That's right. I am I I, I want this so badly to, to help this show, but also to help Great Pods. Uh, that I will give you a 25% discount on your tank top if you leave a review for me on that that site. So that's number one. If you already have a tank top. I'm going to send you uh, a care package of other Choose Your Struggle stuff. Um, so so your choice is, is one of those two things. Uh, all you have to do is go to Great Pods, leave a review of this show, screenshot it, and then send that, that picture to info at jshiffman.com. And that's I-N-F-O at jshiffman, J-A-Y-S-H-I-F-M-A-N.com. 
all you got to do uh, with your address and your choice of which of those perks you would like. Uh, definitely take advantage of this. I mean, why not? It's going to take you 20 seconds of time. Uh, as you hear on this on this uh, episode, uh, while we're talking, I left a review for a different show. It took under 30 seconds. All you have to do is then send a picture of that to that email uh, with your address and what you want. That's it. Super easy. Um, and, and if you want a tank top, I will respond and we'll, we'll you know, work it out that way. So uh, definitely help out Grey Pods, help out this show, and get something in the process. All right. Without further ado, enjoy this special Monday Motivation episode of the Choose Your Struggle podcast. You and I were recording this the day that uh, the 100th episode dropped. Congratulations so on that. Got thank you. Email. Thank nice. you. Um, yeah, so when we scheduled this, I completely forgot to, like, block today out, which is fine because it hasn't been nuts. But, like, I've got two recordings today and a meeting, and I'm trying to, like – you know, work on the, the promotion that's going out and, and respond to all the people. It's just, it's a lot today, which is a good thing. Like, that's an awesome thing to, to yeah. be able to say. So, a uh, very good Monday. Uh, how about you? Uh, well, I uh, I just got up. I think when you were saying that I had a deep voice, I mean, yeah, I've worked in, like, my college radio station and all that stuff with the mic, but I did get a brand new mic, the Sure mic. Wow, that's a good-looking mic. Um, And it has that... ASMR quality too. If I just wanted it, and it got so ready, I was like, "This is so weird, but it's so cool." But I wanted it from that far away. Like if I, my current mics that I've had for twenty to thirty years, they're normal mics. Um, you know, whenever I did some sort of MC, and like I've had those mics, and I know, but they have to be like right here, versus this mic. It wasn't picking up when I interviewed you. Like it was just wasn't picking up. I had to be super close to the mic. I didn't want it super close. So this is actually picking up also the 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 base of the voice, which is cool, super cool. Good mic. You're, you, I want you to send me the that when we're done here because that's that's a that's a good sounding mic. Yeah, it has uh, so it has an app also that you can adjust the tone if you don't if you want less bass, uh, more treble, all that stuff. So have they have these presets that you can play around with. Uh, but I picked the dark one because I do have a heavy voice and I want that to be uh, shown through your ears. Um, but you know what I like about your format is that I love going on tangents uh, a lot or a lot, you know, when you say a long story short, but I can't, like, I'll just tell, start telling that story and it doesn't end up being short. Um, well, so, so for the listeners, we're, we're already recording. Most of that's probably yeah. going to get cut, but, but yeah. this will definitely be in there. So, so who you're hearing right now is the captain himself, uh, the founder of Great Pods. And we got connected almost a year ago now. Uh, at, at, and, and listeners, you know, you've heard me talk a lot about how I go to a lot of podcasting things, conferences, virtual stuff. That's how you and I got connected. And here's the sort of uh, full circle is that you and I and Jen, who, who my listeners know, because she's been on here and I've been on mm -hmm. her show, Jen Trepic, we're all going to be together for a podcasting conference in August. So talk about a full circle moment. This uh, this so far has been a fun ride, even ever, ever since meeting uh, you guys um, at the virtual meetup. And it's going to be so fun to see you guys in person, too. Like, just, yeah, it is that full circle moment. Um, it's kind of a, a weird start. Um, I've shared it with you, but like, like just talking about, you know, where I started was um, at UC Irvine had a... Um, 
has the college radio station. I went to USC, they had a college radio station, but this is after I graduated. Uh, and I had a bunch of friends in Orange County, California. Uh, they never wanted to come out to the LA side. So um, I would just DJ there on Saturday mornings at KUCI. Um, and I was looking for apps. And I was also looking to put it on demand as well. And so uh, as I went through various apps because KUCI was streaming, they had their own app to play on, but it kept on crashing. It never really worked. Uh, that's where I found the TuneIn app. Um, and I used TuneIn for about a year. Uh, and I also was researching like on-demand sites. Now, of course, I didn't want to pay for anything. So that's where I ended up on Mixcloud. So Mixcloud was one of my first on-demand podcast platforms. And this is like 2009 or 10. And my episodes are still up there. Like I've visited, my my account is still there. And I listen, I, it's, it's one of those cringy moments when you look back like 10 years, like, oh, like what was I thinking? Uh, but it was fun. It was still a fun like year to do that. Uh, and then at that point, I was like applying to jobs of um, companies that I liked and products that I used. Uh, and that was TuneIn, uh, one of them. Uh, that I applied for, went up to the Bay Area. I was in LA, Orange County, uh, went up to the Bay, uh, interviewed there. The culture was like totally cool. Like there was like 10, 15 people in a retrofitted garage, uh, plumbing garage across the train in Palo Alto. And I was just like, wow, this is so cool. I was super geeked out. I was in my suit, right? This is coming outside. When you go into the Silicon, in the Valley, they're like, everybody's in jeans and shirts, even for interviews, they don't care about the suits. They're like, ditch the suit next time. But hear me coming out from the outside. Uh, but yeah, so they they liked it. They liked me and I got the job. Uh, but what sold me was like this, that corporate, um, the freebies that they give out. So not only, here's, here's a couple of t-shirts, man. Have lunch. It's on the house. I'm like, wait, what? Are you telling me this lunch is free? Uh, but at that point, uh, I got my curiosity and I got to like, I was getting paid to like experiment with stuff uh, out of support. I was on the customer support, broadcaster support, helping users trying to figure out their their audio struggles, um, whether they're uh, like regular radio stations on the app. Uh, they're trying to optimize, trying to get more listens through the app. Um, or where they're like just average Joe, me, just kind of, wanting to create my own radio station or podcast. And that fascinated me that I was able to help both of those customers out and it helped speed up my learning about the, the platform itself on streaming and on-demand content. Uh, so that's where my education really kind of started um, at the TuneIn app. And I was there for like seven years. Uh, one of the positions we held was uh, that I held was the emerging content, which was like a new, new content discovery, new content partnerships. It was just testing, and what I like to do is test a lot. So there was a lot of testing going on in that department where our business development person signed TMZ. And was like, holy crap, how did you get TMZ <laughs> and complex networks? And what we do is we take their video streams or like their YouTube streams. And we would transcode that into on-demand content. So there was like the the guy from TMZ who's like, hey, da 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 da, and there's a celebrity hot take for like a minute. Uh, we would take that on-demand it, and poof, that's so. Those are the things that we would like um, experiment with on the audio side, as as far as where I was. And real quick about that though, because I think for people who don't remember this as much today, but even. 
if you weren't listening to podcasts, and by the way, for, for those listening, this was like the, you were the head of the game there in podcasting. You were very early in that. But tune in, like I used tune in, not to listen to podcasts, but like to catch up on sports, to listen, like to listen to radio without having a radio. Tune in was big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, to be part of, I guess I, I, there's multiple layers to the story, so it's kind of weird on how which direction I want to take it with. But if you if you want to help guide it along on what you're interested in, like picking apart, please do so. Um, uh, yeah. On that end, um, when I entered TuneIn, I was like employee ten or something like that, and so to see that to be a part of a company that would get a hundred million downloads in their apps across the board was so like fascinating. It was just amazing. Like I am a part of, I may not be like doing the engineering work, but I'm a part of it. Like it's the, the relationships with the broadcasters or customers and helping them because they would tweet it out, be like, Oh my God, this is me. You know, the whole five-star JD power associate type of uh, customer service type stuff. But I was also learning on the technical side of like how these things work, but it was so fascinating being part of something that international users would be uh, using and listening and asking for my advice. So and when was, you left, yeah. when you left, how many people were working? Because because you you were there when it kind of blew up. Yeah, it, it, this is one of my learnings from what I'm doing with Great Pods. Is like there's going to be there's so many ups and downs, and so I got to witness a lot of up and up up and downs with uh, with TuneIn. Uh, that includes like funding, employees, etc. So by the time I left, it was probably around 150 ish uh, after seven years. Now, generally speaking, there's there's a faster growth with a lot of companies. Uh, TuneIn wanted to take the steady the steady route um, at that town time, so which was which was cool. It was good to see. Um, I had employment; it was great. Uh, I learned a lot from those ups and downs. So, but so yeah. you you uh, and I guess one more fa- uh, sort of interesting facet of that story, Cap, is that you were there at a time when our country sort of became fascinated with entrepreneurship again, and especially tech entrepreneurship. Like you were there when the guys that now are, are we see sort of everywhere, Elon Musk, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos, when their businesses were blowing up and these guys were becoming cult, you know, sort of celebrities, you were, as you said, like you were employee 10 at a business that for a while was one of those businesses that everybody knew. That had to be pretty fascinating, right? <laughs> when you put it that way, yeah. Holy crap. Um, I I don't think we got the, the same amount of press coverage as uh, those guys. Um, I mean, they were kind of like we were disrupting things in the radio business uh, early on that the the radio guys were pissed um radio.com not radio.com like um intercom and iHeartRadio. uh these guys were just like what are you doing with our streams you're not paying us for it so i was very cognizant of that now like of like okay they're gonna come after you when you start disrupting the system uh they're gonna come after you with guns blazing be like you don't have the rights to do to do this when sometimes you do uh so we we got a lot of that early on some deals were struck some deals like had stations being removed from the directory early on and that that went throughout there was like a couple of times where like uh, um, a partner came back after they saw the value that we were bringing because their users were using us, not their app. They're like, no, we want to be on the tuner app. I want everything in one place. We were, th- we had that advantage of being 
uh, your car radio in your app form. Uh, so that was, it was a beautiful thing to, to watch that fight. Like I, I enjoyed not being the one that was fighting it, but, uh, this, the C, the C staff, you know, they're fighting through it, uh, trying to figure out how can we make these deals happen? Um, we do, we don't want to use, lose the, uh, the, the users, the listeners, but we also have incredible value bringing, uh, to the customer. That's something I saw early on also fascinating to be a part of is that, providing value for that listener, that user. Um, and we kept on trying to come up with new ways to do that. Uh, but as far as the industry in general, it was what's fascinating to be a part of, like just being in that um, that bubble is like, yeah, you see all these startups come up. Some of them fail, some get acquired, some go IPO or whatever. But in that early 2010s, uh, like watching Uber, was one of them. I remember like you starting to use like my first year, I, there was no Uber second year, whatever. And finally, like in downtown Palo Alto, there was an Uber. It was like, wow, this is, this is cool. This is cool. And just watching that growth up until now, like, it's just fascinating to be a part of that. Facebook had just bought their brand new Menlo park. Like there was a, a office space. They had not moved in yet. Um, one of my friends was like saying, Hey, you should buy property around here. I was like, it was, Honestly, like this is and this is part of the property boom. Also, like you cannot buy a, a house for uh, there was like a um, two bedroom, two bath house that uh, I was looking at near the the Facebook um, Facebook campus before they moved in. It's two hundred thousand dollars right now. It's probably five hundred thousand dollars, and and probably would go for all cash. Right? It's 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 obnoxious how prop the property value because they were moving in at least ten to fifteen thousand new employees just to that area. And that was spread into like the suburban towns over there. So there was a lot of stuff that we saw that was just the economic boom, the Facebook boom, the Uber booms, uh, the Lyft booms, uh, all, all of that technology. Yeah, it was definitely fascinating to be a part of. So you're you're there, as you said, for during all of this, this blow up for seven years, right? And then you decide to take your talents somewhere else like LeBron? <laughs> I, I realized, I realized, um, I was, this is the, uh, this is the part where I try to f- figure out what went wrong, what went right, how, what to improve. Um, I kept putting a shadow over my, I don't know, shadow. Okay. I kept putting like a cloth over my eyes, like, as if everything was just great at TuneIn. Um, and this is going to be, this would go for any employment that you stay on for too long. Um, there was like a lack, they, they, they enjoyed my spirit. They enjoyed my culture that I brought, um, whether it was new or old employees. I was always excited to meet new employees. I took the time to meet new employees, but I wasn't a, a CEO, right? But I was the regular guy that was like, hey, nice to meet you. We're not going to interact at all, but I'm just saying hi, as if I was part of HR or something. But um, I realized like that's all they kind of really cared about at, at some point. Uh, and so in the last three years, three, four years, it was just that was like a more of a just low, low valley uh, downers. And then there'd be spikes of, of coolness uh, to it. So um, it, it, I was in that point where I barely took any vacations either. 
And so I would only go down to LA to visit family or whatever. I didn't really take many vacations at all, even though they give you unlimited vacations and that's how they get you. They get you with unlimited vacation. They expect you not to take any, otherwise they'll just be all snooty. But uh, yeah, I didn't take any vacations and then I just kind of get burnt out uh, at that year. And um, when I went to a wedding before I left TuneIn and uh, in Europe. And I was like, wow, I need to come back to Europe. This is amazing. Like, this is it. Like I'm, I'm leaving. Um, so we separated, it was heartbreaking cause I'd spent a lot of my Bay area time with TuneIn and, uh, took time off. I took like probably eight, nine months, uh, off, um, and, uh, traveled to Europe for three weeks, uh, went around the States, went to like Portland, uh, just kind of going to cities I've never been to. And then I uh, started looking again and ended up at Himalaya Podcast. So Himalaya Podcast app was up and coming podcast app. Uh, I thought about what I wanted to do in the audio industry. So also during that sabbatical time, I was talking to my friend who I met, one of my first friends at TuneIn. Uh, he was a uh, business development and eventually became an engineer and uh, my current CTO and co-founder of Great Pods, uh, Sebastian, he he and I were just talking about what we wanted to do in the audio space since we had that experience. Now, he had left four years after four years, but uh, he had done a lot of stuff with BMW, Android, and all these other engineering uh, departments for these big names on the Silicon Valley coast. So um, using that expertise is we talked about podcasts and we've listened to a bunch of podcasts. We're using, we're using all sorts of apps, including Himalaya app. And one of the major problems with these apps were they were regurgitating the same thing. Uh, the recommendation system is that they're just, you're, you're using a computer algorithm. Like we're going to have the best computer algorithm to recommend you the best podcast. Well, great. What if that's the same thing as Apple? Apple is going to do the same thing as Himalaya. And then Himalaya is going to do the same thing as TuneIn. Uh, you're just regurgitating the same audience. Here's, here's something that we're trying to get more people to listen to podcasts. Uh, you guys are just fighting over the same audience. So no way we're going to grow. If you're talking about monetarily, no way you're going to grow to 2 billion. If you're just going to sit there recycling the same, same uh, audience. So um, that was like just the, the thought of it, uh, of, of great pods coming through. So when I went to start working at Himalaya and it was, it was cool to be a part of a startup again, it was like 10, 15 people, uh, you know, they had the ambition of being obviously the best podcast app out there. I enjoyed the interface. Uh, I enjoyed working there. I was on the operations team. So we we're trying to build the bones of an operations team here in the States, uh, and so built out the support team, um, operationally, how things should work when we want to feature podcast manually, uh, as well as the newsletter. And three months in, they decided to pivot and pivot into learning audio instead of podcasts. And that's where I was like, wait, that's not, that's not my passion, right? <laughs> that's not my passion. It's not what I wanted to do. I, I was here to help you guys make it the best podcast app ever. Um, then I started doing a lot of manual data entry. I was like, yo, like I, <laughs> I've not spent my life right now to do manual data entry, uh, especially for somebody else. 
right? If I'm going to do that, that's like when it clicked for me is like, if I'm going to do manual data entry for something, it better be for me and it better be for my own thing. Like I can't, you can't be paying me. It's like, you can, you have an engineer available for you. Um, you have them write a script and our CEO is an engineer or supposedly an engineer. I, I, I didn't look, do a background check on him, but uh, I asked him, I was like, uh, you know, why didn't you, my roommate who is an engineer uh, asked the same question is that why wouldn't you as an engineer write a simple script that would ingest new content? So we had probably 300 episodes from a big name partner uh, that was video. So remember that time I was just telling like TMZ video and we're transcribing it to now these guys like five year fast forward five years later, I'm seeing this again. But the, the fascinating thing at TuneIn is they got a person to write a script, like an RSS feed and so on. So it's easier for us to ingest uh, that content to add it to TuneIn. At Himalaya, they're like, no, you're going to have to do it all by yourself. You're going to have to transcode it every three, like all 300 of those episodes, learning episodes. You're going to have to do everything manually. And again, like I did it, we did it, but that was towards the my end of my Himalaya career because that's when I started the weekends and evenings talking to Sebastian about actually doing this. It's like, look, this is what's happening. I don't want to do this anymore. Like they're actually doing manually. That's what you should be doing. Like when it's two or three people, like what I'm doing right now until we hire engineers to help make it better and easier and automated, all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, end of September, like at during the summer, it launched like the newsletter, like a half-assed newsletter. Um, and then uh, at September, I left Himalaya and started doing the newsletter full-time for Great Pods and uh, started making the bare bones of the website uh, during that time frame and launched it in November ish for great pods and great so, pods wait, wait oh, yeah. so question about that real quick because so you and i met last august right so or, or, or december about it was december. december yeah what? how have i only known you since december i think it was a it was like a, a christmas uh christmasy like themed background so you i guess what i didn't realize is and and this is a, i guess a pat on the back for you great pods is only like seven eight months old uh, you could say it's officially, yeah, seven to eight months old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to carry that baby before you gave birth to it. But but the, the baby was born about eight months ago, nine months ago. The I thought, I thought like the website being what it was when I met you and it was kind of like this weird black and white, just tossed together kind of web, website. I thought it was tossed together. It really wasn't tossed together. Uh, that's a disservice to the engineers that worked on it. But um, my friends, uh, I had like one friend, I just kept on trying to like ask questions to all of you guys, including yourself. Um, and some of my startup friends, I had one startup friend that had built and sold one company. So I got one. And so I asked him like, hey, like, I have this thing, like, is this anywhere close to being usable? Like, can I, they call it the minimal viable product, the MVP. Uh, is what we launched, right? So it was the bare bones. He's like, 99% of entrepreneurs fail because they can't put it on paper. Like they just don't start it, right? It's just stuck in their head, right? And I was like, oh, so you got it out of your head and put it down on paper. That's 
that's like 99% of the struggle right there. And I was like, yeah, I did it. Like he, he gave me that boost. He's like, think about what you just did. You launched an MVP of something that was in your head with the help of your buddies, whatever it was. Uh, and it's there. Now you have to go and prove it. Like just keep improving upon it. But I was like, oh my God, I beat out 99% of so-called entrepreneurs and that's something like you know goes for all of us like even in the podcast world like just doing the podcast you guys had given me that december uh, advice like you just got to do it you just got to do it once you do it you'll you'll figure out the system again granted like i'm 10 years removed from like the mixed cloud days but uh you know fast forwarding to now is like just do it just keep doing it just keep doing it so yeah i i that that point is like seven eight months uh old um you know i had some i I'd done some free stuff on like wix.com because at least i could get some stuff out of my brain uh, my cto hated it because it was like just these stock images of like people on the beach and i kept on thinking it was like people on the beach are listening to podcasts aren't they <laughs> when <laughs> probably not my cto just hated it he like removed it so for those listening who are like, okay, this is super interesting, uh, let's get into like the nitty gritty here. I'm actually looking at the website because it, it looks even better since the last time I saw it. Right now, how would you describe the service that this is offering? What what would you put into words what this is? So for Great Pods uh, right now is is a service. What I'd like to say is this, okay, so it first started off with me wanting it, right? And then now as we, for over this course of the safe eight, seven to eight months, uh, the way I talk about it has changed because I've been listening to users, listening to myself and listening to users because of what I want, what I want as well. Great Pods is a platform that uses critic, professional critic reviews and ratings to help you find your next or your first podcast listen. So you can think of it as sort of the IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, or Metacritic of podcasts. So the service we provide is making sure that you can find your next podcast listen. But you know, one of the problems we saw, the problem was that users have a tendency to user bomb uh, Apple reviews. Uh, there's often a bias, uh, a stronger bias than critics have, um, whether you're on Yelp or or Apple reviews again, uh, or any other review site. So we're stepping into, I'd like to say actually uh, refining my refining my pitch here is that we're an upgrading the podcast discovery format. Uh, earlier, we were talking about podcast discovery on AI just recycling itself between Spotify, Apple, and all the other podcast apps. Nobody else is doing what we're doing right now, which is uh, aggregating critic reviews because they have a more trustworthy voice, uh, whether you like them or not. They're, they work for a professional publication or a blog. They listen to podcasts all the time. Uh, they're not going to be review bombing, so to speak, as, as other users would. So that's where we come in as a, as a value, as a, as a product. Um, and I'm really proud of what we have now. Uh, we had the, like I said, the, the MVP earlier. Uh, we got my design friend, Brian, who is helping out pro bono, thankfully. Uh, and he actually added color to the site. Uh, we're actually starting to organize uh, the podcast. We have over 800 podcasts uh, in the system now and over 700 reviews uh, as well. Uh, 
and that has been added manually by me. So I look forward to the day. <laughs> I look forward to the day where I can either hand that off to somebody or uh, we automate something like that. But that's where we're at. So I want to, uh, I'm, I'm actually literally doing this while we're talking because it's this easy, everybody. I just submitted a review for one of my favorite podcasts and it took uh, not even 30 seconds. And, and uh, it, it, what's so great about your website is that it's almost like, um, uh, this is going to be a terrible analogy, but Russian roulette of podcasting. You can just uh, scroll, like set your mic, or your mouse scrolling, and it'll land on one, two, like seven <laughs> podcasts. And you can go, okay, do I like any of these? And I'm looking at the ones that landed on for me. And okay, this sounds, one of these sounds pretty interesting. And then scroll again. So, you know, if you are looking for new podcasts, it is a really great way uh, to find podcasts. If you are a big fan of pod of a particular podcast, like, oh, I don't know, maybe the Choose Your Struggle podcast. Uh, go. There, there is already a review there, so thank you for that. But um, go. You can you can go leave a review, and that obviously helps me a lot. Uh, but but it's just you're right. There is not a thing like this that is an honest take on uh, the shows that are out there. As you once said it to me, it is a bit like the IMDb of podcasts. Yeah, and so thank you for that. And I, I actually, you know, I just took down the note of maybe calling a section the Russian roulette section. We'll just have the, the roulette section, like we'll make an automated thing and you just have to hit refresh and it just kind of like, it's a dial that spins it and then just like lands on a podcast and a review. <laughs> That's, uh, I'm going to explore that. I'm actually going to explore that. So what I was saying earlier for, for the listeners is that I didn't realize this was so young because it is such an awesome product already that and and you're very clear at the top that this is still in the beta testing phase. I can't imagine how amazing this is going to be when it's the full 100 percent, you know, uh, grown up version of this platform. Yeah, I'm I don't know. Like I am just excited, surprised. Um, I scratch my head, I pat my back, like all, all, all sorts of like, conf like feelings um, when I see this site and when I actually go into the analytics and see that there are actually people visiting the site. Like when I see somebody, not me, visiting the site and I can then they're scrolling through and clicking on podcasts, I was like, oh man, even if it's just one person, even if it's just one person, we've provided a service for one person uh, out in Ireland somewhere, <laughs> you know, we've had a couple of users in Ireland. It's like, wow, they're actually using it. That like makes it so worth it. Obviously I wanted millions of users, but even that one is the starting point. And it's so, it feels just so good. It feels really good that, that it's, that is happening. We, we're providing that service. And, and you're not doing a whole lot of advertising yet. I mean, you have your newsletter and you're on social media. And I do like, by the way, that at the top of your website, uh, it has all of your links right there in, a, in an easy to click on way. But but you're not out there spending tens of thousands of advertising this thing yet, right? No, not, not yet. I mean, I've learned from a bunch of you guys also. Like I had the free like Facebook ads and did that. And yeah, it is like whatever. But uh yeah, there's there's no point. I mean, everything that I've been reading, listening to everyone, uh, like advice 
uh, as well as reading kind of points in the same direction of, you know, Facebook ads or Instagram or Twitter, whatever it is, is pretty much good for uh, when you are doing performance. And I saw this at TuneIn as well. So it's kind of like just permeation of everybody's advice, like putting into action. Do not do that until you are more mature in your your product. Uh, performance marketing is like user acquisition is when you have funding of $20 million and you can spend a full million dollars on performance marketing because that's what makes a dent. Um, me putting 10 bucks in there uh, and doing it on Facebook ads didn't make a dent at all. Like, sure, I got impressions, but how many people clicked from those impressions is like one less than a percent. And I'm not going to put my hard earned dollars in that. So instead, we've put that hard earned do dollars into the actual bones of the website. So uh, everything from like who's hosting it and whatnot. And this is, this goes along with the products that you use. I'm sure with the, in the audio department, it's like you're building the bones of your podcast in your, uh, your brand name that you have. Uh, you're going to build the bones. Like you don't need to like pay for outside advertising yet. Like that's none of us are there. I'm not there yet. I can't speak for yourself, but I'm, for me, we're not there yet. Um, I would love to spend it once we get millions and millions of dollars of funding uh, in the future. But I'm excited for like, okay, so I'm super excited for the long-term vision. You know, one of the, the hardest things to do um, in the startup world is to focus. And I was listening to a podcast. It was a Y Combinator startup podcast. Y Combinator is the big accelerator out here uh, in the Bay Area. Now, they what they interviewed the Groupon CEO. This is a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago. And as they were talking to him, they asked. Obviously, they asked for advice um, because they scaled up pretty fast. He said in this pre days, like the beta stages of Groupon, was that they had nine features they were building, and it was going to take, like I think it, I th I'm paraphrasing here, but it's like nine months to build that version and they weren't ready to launch like one or three months and what they learned was that when they launched with those nine features which took them nine months to build they they saw that users only used maybe two features out of the nine which they then they could have shipped it two months uh two months into the build like seven months earlier they could have uh, released it and his main advice is like you should focus on one or two features. That's it. Don't waste your time. Launch it and learn from those uh, learn from those uh, those users and let the users start to guide you. And so that really stuck in my mind uh, doing the startup. I have a laundry list of what I want to do in the podcast space, and one of the hardest things for me to do is just remain focused on professional critic reviews. Like I want to do user reviews as well, but it was a hard struggle to get friends to actually write reviews. It's still there on the, the website, as you can see. If they if you write a review, great, uh, we'll add it. But something that to go after, since there's only three people, you have to like choose your focus. And so I chose uh, going after critic reviews since nobody else was uh, doing that as well. And so far, I've met two or three writers um, establishing connections with uh, the studios. Uh, I can't, I'll tell you one of our other successes in this in this up moment uh, in the last two, three weeks is that uh, I've been introduced to um, some studios within uh, like ABC Audio, 
um, Amazon and I want to say like iHeartRadio contract and putting them in touch with writers that write about critic writers that read. There's a disconnect there. It was fascinating to see that. I was like, oh my God, there's a disconnect between critic writers and studios. I would always see a brand new podcast come out. Maybe Apple features it, Spotify features it, but there was no critic reviews around it. I'm like, this is a big iHeartRadio release, or this is a big Amazon Studios release. There's no critic reviews. In the movie industry or TV industry, you would always see like, hey, riveting from New York Times or, you know, that sort of four stars, five stars. You'd always see that um, a month earlier, a month before uh, release of a movie or TV. And that's something I wanted to fix in the podcast industry. You have over 2 million podcasts to listen to. How do you know which one's great? Uh, you don't. And sometimes you also often go to one of these websites to look at reviews to see if you can, if you want to spend your time making that decision, listening to a podcast, watching a movie, watching a TV show. Uh, so with that disconnect, I created a website. I did a test free website to get it out of my head um, to learn about how, how podcast critics uh, and the studios communicate and they don't because it's never been established. These connections have never been established before. And so I, I took this as an opportunity to start introducing myself and grade pods to writers, which they appreciate because now they're writing they, one, one specific writer said, I thought nobody was reading my reviews and I was about to stop. But now that you have this platform uh, and you're adding it to it, I'm more than happy to continue writing reviews. Uh, and I'm like, whoa, okay. I got him in the nick of time, first of all. Uh, but it was amazing. So that it felt good, but establishing that connection. The, the other way around, uh, specifically um, on ABC Audio, ABC News, they have a bunch of pot, new podcasts coming out as well from that level. Uh, I introduced myself to them. Uh, started building a connection with their PR. And then they had some podcasts coming out that had to do with that particular writer's genre of choice, which is like history. He likes writing about history podcasts. So I told the PR agency what that specific writer likes to write about, and I introduced them. And now they have a connection together. So now this PR agent can send out any new history, ABC news history podcast to this writer to review. He'll write about it, post up about it. What does that do? That helps me because now I can add a review of a new podcast into the system earlier. Um, and now Google and Bing and all these search engines uh, will be able to find it. And we have traffic into our system. So bridging that gap right there uh, and hopefully producing a new, I don't know what it's called, uh, if you can help me. It's not an industry, but upgrading the industry. Let's just go back to upgrading the industry and to communicating with each other. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that's that was a big lesson that I've learned in the last uh, last probably two to three months. It's pretty fresh is introducing these writers and studios together. Well, I think if nothing else, that is an incredible reminder that while a lot of people may think that the podcast podcasting industry is like 
you know, some big juggernaut. It's still very early that, you know, that the listen, listens to podcasts is still not at that big of a thing. So, uh, thank you for, for all you're doing and thank you for uh, helping upgrade the industry as a podcaster. Thank you for that. If someone is listening now, this is the time where I want you to shout out all of the things, obviously where to find the website, but you know, the social media and how people can get more involved uh, if that's something you're looking for. Yeah, you can follow on all the socials at Great Pods. Uh, you can follow on the website. That's greatpods.co not.com because that's owned by coffee uh, so greatpods.co and you can sign up for the newsletter on greatpods.co or you can go to greatpods.substack.com awesome and i definitely recommend the newsletter i discover something pretty much every week uh and, and it's always fun to see uh, your blurbs about shows I listen to because uh, that always it, it's it's sort of either confirmation or I go oh wow you know we have very different tastes on whatever this show is <laughs> so uh, I look forward to the newsletter every week uh, not just because I've been featured in it but because I very much uh, love the newsletter as it is uh, Cap thank you so much for taking the time today and, and I really do hope listeners that you go check out Great Pods uh, not just because I am a podcaster myself but because I you know, enjoy podcasts. I use it. And I think it's a wonderful website. Well, thank you, Jay. And I appreciate it. Go check out, choose your struggle. You can find it at great pods. Uh, the one review that was on there. Um, the crit, and it was a critic review. I was like, I was very surprised. I was looking at, I was very surprised to see that, uh, you know, small independent, like not small, but independent podcast having. That was you, you, you showed me that review. I didn't know about that review. Like that was so incredible to me that you were like, here's this critic review. And I was like, I didn't know I had a critic. <laughs> That's what, and, and that gives it like, it, it feels good. There's like a validity behind it. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, this trustworthy. It's like, yeah, let's, let's listen to this. Let's listen to this podcast. Honestly, like I've been fascinated the amount of podcasts that I've read. Like I've read over a thousand reviews. Number one, critics don't know how to write a review. Like tell me why you liked it as a critic. They're just like giving me a summary. That's something I learned. You give me, why are you giving me a summary? I can read the description myself. They're like, oh, so-and-so is on this podcast. Yeah, it says it in the description. Uh, and that counts as a review. No, that does not count as a review. Uh, but reading your review was, after I met you, I was like, and I tell this to all my friends, when they recommend a podcast, it's like, is there a critic review associated with it? And I've actually had one or two friends actually go and find a critic review for a podcast they recommended. I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to it now because you sent me a critic review just because... Yeah, it's it, it gives that trustworthiness to and validity to that podcast. It's it's such a weird thing, and I think that's why movie studios and TV studios uh, love that sort of thing. I I definitely agree, and you know, thanks again. It, it 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 was very cool to read the critic review of my show. So everyone, thank you so much for tuning into this Monday motivation. And uh, Cap, thanks for for, for coming out and uh, talking about. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.